Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, everybody. Prophet is Dawn here. I know it's been a while, but I want to welcome you. Welcome, welcome once again to Moore's Ark, where God dwells, Jesus reigns, the Holy Spirit guides, and we live in the agape. Amen, amen. I come before you today just to encourage you. I know that there's so much going on in this world, and I just wanted to come on uh, to talk to you all about how we deal with disappointment. How do we deal with the struggles of our lives? How do we not seep into depression? How do we get through the challenges and the things that God allowed to come uh, across our path? I just wanted to come by and encourage you on today to let you know that God has not forgotten the promises that he has given you. God has not not forgotten that he has a purpose and a plan for your life and it will be fulfilled here in the earth. We have so much going on uh, from this pandemic uh, that we've been dealing with for the past few months. Seems like the better part of this year. We've been dealing with this to the civil unrest that has been going on due to the death and and police violence against citizens. Uh, but God is yet able. He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can think or even imagine. And what the enemy meant for bad, God will turn into our good. Believe that. Believe that God can do all things but fail. And God is intimately concerned and involved in your life. Everything that you are going through, God is concerned about it. I just want to encourage you today. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. Know that God is here with you. Jesus is reigning. He is right there with you as you go through your situation and your circumstance and the Holy Spirit is there to guide you. Leverage your best friend. (laughs) Let him be a friend. He was sent here to be a comforter. Let him comfort you in your time of need. Take it to the Lord. Take it to the Lord, but be encouraged. But I want to talk to you all today and I got a few notes here that I want to go through and I want, um, us to come out victoriously. I want us to come out feeling empowered. I want us to come out being rejuvenated and renewed, knowing that no matter what, no matter what it looks like, when the enemy comes in like a flood, God will raise a standard against him. So all of these things that are going on in our lives, all of these challenges, God is raising a standard. And when God raised the standard, <laughs> oh, the en- enemy has to answer. He has to answer. And when God raises the standard, he has to abide by it. I pray today 
that in your weakest moments, God will be your strength. I pray today that God will manifest himself in your lives, that you will know that you serve a true and living God. He is so concerned with you that he interrupted my morning. (laughs) and gave me this assignment to bring this word to you just for you so that you know that he is concerned about what concerns you. Amen. All right. I love you. Let's get into the study. All right. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right. We just got to jump right on in here. I just want you to encourage yourself, encourage yourself, no matter what you got to do sometimes. And and I'm speaking to those who are who are challenged in this season, in this hour. Sometimes you just got to encourage yourself. And when you are going through one of the things that helps me when I'm going through a challenging time is to not focus on my circumstance, but commit myself to service, begin to serve others, begin to concentrate on the needs of others. And that will help sometimes us to know that God will take care of us (laughs) if we take care of his people. Um, So just, just encourage yourself. I want to jump into uh, this this word for today, but I want to share a, a testimony. I know that we as Christians, we as saints of God, we as uh, the ambassadors and the body of Christ, the kingdom um, citizens that we are, sometimes we go through uh, challenges in this world and those challenges will have us feeling as if we are defeated. Those challenges will have us, uh, you know, just drawing into uh, a corner and, and feeling like we just cannot make it through. But I just come by today to share with you all that when you are going through those moments, When you find yourself in those valley experiences, those are the times that you should draw closer to God, draw nearer to him, allow those valley experiences to invoke and employ the resources of the Holy Spirit, to allow him to be your greatest companion when you are going through your 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 greatest confidant, your encourager. When we go through challenging times in life, we need to employ and enact our faith. What good is it? What good is it to know that we serve a true and living God? What good is it to know that he is on our side? What good is it to know that by faith, Mm. We understand that God can do all things. He can do anything but fail. What good is it to know these things and go through a situation and you cannot leverage it? 
God is God is a spiritual God. God is a a, 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 a God who is all knowing. He's omniscient. He's uh, omnipresent. He's all that. He is a God of logic and intellect. And as much as he is a, a, a God of spiritual things. And it makes no spiritual sense. To know a reality that we cannot employ in our time of need. So what do I mean by that? I mean that when you are going through, when you are going through situations in your life, have no fear. Go to God. Let Jesus know your pain. Let Jesus know your circumstance. Let him know what you're going through. Have no fear, no shame. Trust him to bring you out. Trust him that no matter what it looks like, he's going to bring you out. He's going to bring you out. I'm coming here to tell you today, God is going to bring you out. But as I tell you, oftentimes the enemy wants to steal your joy. He he cannot steal the promise. He cannot stop the promise. But what he wants to do is he wants to wear you down so much that by the time you get to the promise, you're too exhausted to enjoy it. Thank God for and um, enjoy the process. Embrace the process because it is a stretching process. Of us, what God is doing, He's stretching us, He's molding us, He's strengthening us, He's He's enabling. I mean, I'm not not enabling. He is preparing us for who He needs us to be. Like I shared, it's so much going on in this world, so much happening. You turn on the TV, you hear one negative thing after the other. As a matter of fact, they got press conferences. Press conferences for the better half of the day to tell you about all of the negative things that are going on in this world. And if you're not careful, if you're not careful, even the best of us, will seep into a place of despair. My husband told me the other day, he said, I want you to stop. I want you to get off of that uh, uh, social media. Stop stop looking at all of that and and watching all of that. (laughs) And, uh, you know, he already gets on me about being on social media. He said, I'm on it too much. But he had a point because even the best of us, when you are ingesting all of what is going on, and especially if you're not covering yourself, eventually it is going to seep into a place. And I found myself one day just, you know, I I just felt so sad, so sad. And my spirit was grieved with everything that was going on. 
So anyway, encourage yourself. I can talk all day, but I want to get into what I came here to talk about. And I, I want you to know that it is okay. It is okay for us as Christians to admit and embrace the fact that life is not predictable. We cannot predict what is going to happen. Now, God has given us the gift of prophecy. He said that in in these days that your sons and your daughters will prophesy. We are hearing from God. But let me tell you something. Even if you're a seer, even if you're a prophet, even if God has given you the gift a prophecy and anointed you with the call to the office of the prophet. Life, your life, our lives, any life is unpredictable. You're going to go through some ups and some downs. You're going to go through some situations in life to where you have to question, can I trust God? Can I trust God in the midst of what I'm going through? Can I trust God? Now, see, if you're like me, when times are good, it's it's easier to trust him. When times are good, we feel good and we can trust God, baby. When I tell you when I'm not going through, (laughs) I can get up and pray. Jump, shout, preach, whatever I got to do when I am feeling good. But it's those difficult times that I'm coming to address today. Those difficult times that we find it hard to trust God, but it is most important that we trust him. It is more important during those difficult times that we trust God than in the good times. Because, see, if we understood and we had a firm foundation and knew that God's character is unchanging, When things become uncertain and unsteady in our lives, we have to know that God is an unchanging God. And if he said it, he's going to do it. No matter what our situation looks like. I was was recently um, faced with with some some challenging news. Challenging. It, It wasn't devastating. It was just something that was challenging. It just disturbed my spirit a little bit. And as a matter of fact, if I'm, if I'm being perfectly honest, that little thing that happened to me, it kind of jolted me into (laughs) this position of, all right, Lord, I hear you. Let me go ahead and carry out my assignment, which is bringing this word to you all today. Uh, God had placed on my heart I've been saying it. I've been saying I'm going to come. I'm going to do this podcast. I'm going to do what I need to do and and come and encourage the people. And I had a message. I had my little notes and everything. And I kept putting it off. Kept putting it off. Kept putting it off. And so on yesterday, today is, what's today? June 11th. So on June 10th. 
uh, actually June 9th, June 9th, I got a call uh, that was, you know, like I said, it wasn't devastating. It was just a, a, a change, an unexpected change that had happened that could uh, impact me on my new job. And I allowed myself to uh, look at past circumstances and apply them to today. I said, oh, Lord, here we go. (laughs) I see something that I've experienced before, so the outcome is going to be the same. Well, on yesterday, I got another uh, call from an individual and uh, she was just elaborating and giving me a little bit more detail but she was hesitant uh, to share things but but I, I I understood that her intentions was to calm any uncertainty that I had but without uh, sharing too many details but anyway I found myself in a position where now it's okay. Now I was I was trusting you, God, in the happy times. <laughs> I was trusting you in the good times. I got this little job and I was excited about it. I had not been working for five months. Five months. Imagine the wear and the tear uh, that, that that did <laughs> over that period of time. But something just 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 struck me. Something struck me, and the Holy Spirit said. No, it's it's not going to turn out the same this time. Be encouraged. This is a time to employ your faith. To employ your faith. Even at the beginning, in the midst of it, call this thing as though, that be not as though it is. And I began to just decree, just decree some things. But anyway, It reminded me, it reminded me that if I needed to be encouraged during a difficult time, so too do those that God has called me to, to effectively minister into their lives. So I said, oh, I got to get on this. And I I said it in my mind yesterday and had the audacity to let my day slip away from me and not do it. So here I am this morning. I got up at, at I got up late actually. I got up at about six o'clock this morning and and kind of uh you know just sat around. But anyway, the Holy Spirit just prompted me and I'm here today. I am here today. But anyway, I wanted to talk about <clears throat> just being encouraged in those difficult times how how do we trust god how do we trust god we we got enough experience with difficulties <laughs> we got enough experience with challenges that we can almost deputize ourselves or certify ourselves as as challenged people because life has thrown us enough curveballs to where we know how to 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 be challenged okay but the key here is that we have to learn how to trust God the same in those challenging times as we would if everything 
was okay. Everything in life has a reason, has a purpose. God, you, you can find purpose in everything that God allows us to experience in life. Sometimes we can, our life can be going so smooth. Can, can be just everything we want. We got, we got a satisfying job. Our friends and family are getting along and we are enjoying them. Our goals and finances, health, everything is looking up. And all of a sudden, here we go with that curveball. <laughs> we get sick, somebody gets sick, we lose a family member, lose a job. A friend or family member betrays you. Oh, Lord, come on now. Let me not get into that. (laughs) I just had to challenge somebody a few weeks ago and let them know these two things are not the same. These two things are not the same. I will not tolerate mess in my life. I will not tolerate messiness. In my children. So back off. Back off. You 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 tipping into something that you don't want to even cross over into. We live a life of peace, harmony, love, joy, congruency, but mess? Mm-mm. Not gonna seep over here. But anyway, had to let had to let somebody know that. And stay on away from my children with that. <laughs> but anyway, I still love them. I love them so much. And 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 when they mature and you know get past that, we'll reconcile and 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 move on. But anyway, sometimes in life you'll have friends and family members who will betray you. And and see when we go through those seasons of life where we've come right out of feeling so secure in our faith and so secure in our situation. And all of a sudden, here goes that uncertainty, shakiness. Now we're wondering, God, can we trust you? How do I trust you in the good times? But yet when I'm going through a situation, I cannot trust you. Is it okay for me to trust you? How do I trust you, God, when I don't understand what's going on? When I can't see a resolution? When here I've been going along, minding my own business, living life, (laughs) having a good old time, and here I get hit with a situation. How can I trust you? See, as 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 Christians, as, as people of faith, it's okay to ask these questions. These are valid questions. These are valid questions. And I'm telling you, if you allow the Holy Spirit to be your comforter, to be your guide, to be your best friend, God will help you to navigate through those questions. He's not offended. 
that you ask that. Now, now I, Dawn, in my in my flesh, <laughs> might get a little perturbed. And you start asking me all these questions. But God, in his infinite wisdom and his love for us, he won't get challenged when we begin to ask him these things because we legitimately need to know that we can trust him. But let me let me ask you this. As you're listening to this podcast today, what does trust mean to you? What does it mean to trust God to you? When you think about trusting someone, what does it mean? To me, it means to be able to believe in the reliability, the reliability of of the truth, of the ability of God. To be able to believe in the reliability of the truth of the ability of God. So if God is reliable in my time of need, I want to be able to trust that. I want to be able to believe that he is reliable, that his word is reliable, that his ability is reliable, that his strength is reliable, that in my weakness, he can be my strength. When I'm broken, he can make me whole. The Bible teaches us that God cannot lie. That he keeps his promises. And that he loves us. And that he has good things awaiting us. To trust God means that you believe what he says about himself. Come on now. To trust God means that you believe what God says about himself. That you believe that what he says about this world and what he says about you is true. Not what you think. Not what you imagine. Not what you interpret it. But to believe that what God says about himself is true. Trusting God has to be more than an emotion, more than a feeling. It has to be a choice. We have to choose by faith to trust God, even when our feelings or our circumstances are contrary to what we believe, even when what we see is saying something different than what we believe. Now, I'm not saying that our feelings or our circumstances don't matter. I I want to eliminate that misnomer. What we're feeling makes a difference. What we're going through makes a difference. It matters. I'm not saying brush that stuff under the rug. No. Mm Mm-mm. 
But what I am saying is that although you pay attention to that, don't allow it to consume you. Because God cares about your emotions. He cares about your circumstances. But these things do not usurp the power and the authority of the God that we serve. Don't allow these things in and of themselves to be so reliable to you that you base your entire life on them. Oh, I'm going through a hard time. I'm feeling bad, so my life is bad. Uh Uh-uh. Because God can change a situation in an instant. He can change your circumstances instantaneously. And life, life can just promote change. Things can change quickly. But our God, the God that we serve, he never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He will never change. He will never become untrustworthy. He will never become untrustworthy. If he said it, he's going to do it. And and how do we know what God has said? Get in his word. Get in his word. If you can't hear from God, get in his word. I'm spraying my little uh, bath and body works eucalyptic spearmint uh, spray. My little stress relief. I like to smell that in the morning. But anyway, God is, is trustworthy. Don't ignore your feelings and don't, please don't ignore your reality. I, 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 I'm going to say this. I'm going to say it. Some of y'all ain't going to like it, but I'm going to say it. Some Christians are dealing in a an alternate universe <laughs> to where they just don't want to deal with reality. I was guilty of it myself. We push things off. Go, God. God's going to handle it. God's going to do it. It's going to work itself out. No, you, you faith without works. You got some action here. So don't ignore your feelings or reality because that's not what it's about. Trusting God is not pretending that everything is okay when it's not. My alarm went off and stopped my recording. I'm going to have to figure something out. I I do have this new um, laptop that my kids got me and my husband got me for Mother's Day. So I'm going to have to figure out maybe I can do my little podcast on there. Uh, But anyway, I'm going to have to figure it out. But since y'all going to hear a little pause <laughs> in, in the teaching this morning, that's the reason why uh, my alarm just threw it off and, and my baby is on her way over here this morning as well. So if she get here before I get done, just know that uh, if you hear the noise in the background, <laughs> that's why, because my baby's on her way. All right. So what was I saying? Um, you know, we... 
it's it's not about ignoring your feelings. It's not about ignoring your reality or pretending that everything is not okay because what that does is that that fuels, ignites and it perpetuates mental illness. It, it, we we got to deal with reality. We've got to process through things. I'm not saying get stuck in your emotions, but remember, if you guys have been following me, I told you God gave us these emotions for a reason. They are tools that we can use for our advantage. So trusting God is not just ignoring how we feel or what we're going through. It's saying, God, I trust you. Even in the midst of my challenges, I trust you. Trusting God is living a life of belief. I believe in you, God, and obedience to God, even when it's difficult, even in the difficult times. God, I'm going to walk in obedience because I know that it is impossible to please you without faith. Faith, I'm going to invoke my faith in this situation, in this circumstance. Now, this is related, but but a little unrelated, but it's it's a testament of my my faith in action. A couple of weeks ago, you all know uh, that we've been going through, this has been happening all across the world. We've been going through, um, you know, just some civil unrest and some challenges in our communities, uh, you know, because of po- police buta- brutality. Um, We've been going through some things, and one of my children, my oldest son, was returning home from a visit to California, and he kind of got caught up in, in, um, you know, the stuff that was going on downtown. Uh, At the time, when this began, I believe this was in the first couple of days. As a matter of fact, this may have been the first day that uh, the rioting and the looting started here in Cincinnati. And so uh, on his way home, he got plunged right in the midst of it. Uh, So I'm still unclear as to whether or not he went down there, you know, on his own accord or or if he got kind of caught up because, um, you know, I know for a, a period of time they had 75 shut down. So, but either way, uh, that's neither here nor there. He eventually found himself right on the front lines, right on the front line. And uh, my daughter texted me, my oldest daughter, she texted me. She said, where is Derek? And I said, well, you know, because I was always worried. Now, y'all pray for me. Because whenever my kids go somewhere, do something, I got to know, don't change plans or nothing. I got to know where you at. And, and this particular day, uh, we went over to my mother's, my mother-in-law's house uh, because we have card night where we go and spend some time with her. And I didn't pick him up from the airport, so I'm already feeling bad about that. Uh, because I rode with my husband. I didn't have my car. And so I'm just worried, 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 just waiting to hear from him. And I hadn't heard from him. And so she texted me when I got home. And I said, well, I don't know. She said, well, Mom, I think he's down there uh, in, in in the midst of, of that those protests and those riots. And so, you know, I, I kind of got up, you know, and, and, and I was nervous and everything. And 
And so I'm thinking to myself, there's no way. There's <laughs> no way he's down there. And, and so I kept praying and, and just, you know, calling him and calling him and calling him. And he never answered. He never responded. And so she sent me a clip of him. And when I saw the little clip off of the news, I saw my baby. And I began to pray and, and I said, God, mm. I began to remind him of who I was. <laughs> As if he didn't know. But then I started reminding him of who he was. And I began to pray for my son and I began to intercede on his behalf because again, I wasn't able to contact him. He wasn't answering the phone. And I started, y'all know how I do. I started declaring and decreeing, not, not this one, not this one. Like I told my husband, I said, I can live this life. I can live this life and be happy and be prosperous and, 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 and serve and all of that. I, I, could, I could do it, but I can't live it without my children. Come on now. God gave us that love. <laughs> the way I looked at the situation, I said, my life is as valuable as his existence. You understand? The type of love that you have for someone that you will lay your life down for them. So I had no fear when 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 I had to act. Because <laughs> I said, if, if it's my time, it's my time. Because I'm, I'm okay with if I got to cross over into heaven. But, but I'm going to do whatever I can to make sure that, that he sees another day. Either, anyway, I began to pray. And this was an opportunity for me to employ my faith. I couldn't get to him. Couldn't hear from him. Didn't know if he was all right. All I had was the truth and the reality of the fact that he was down there in the midst of trouble, in the midst of all of this chaos. And things could have turned uh, uh, such a way. But I'm here today rejoicing. I'm not mourning the loss of my son. I am rejoicing in the Lord because he answered my prayers and I was able to again exercise my faith. That's what strengthens our faith is exercising our faith. I didn't turn from reality. I didn't run away from my emotions. <laughs> I said, God, here we go. Here I am. I'm feeling this kind of way. This is what I see. But I know you to be a God. You did it before, you'll do it again. I know you to be a God. You hear from me. You are intimately engaged in my life. I need you to turn this situation around. I need you to bring him out. I need you to let, <laughs> let him answer the phone. <laughs> God is a practical God. God is a logical God. God is a spiritual God. God is an awesome God. 
Our ways are not his ways. Our thoughts are not his thoughts. But the Holy Spirit is the bridge to that. The Holy Spirit gives us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of who God is. And in our time of need, we can employ the faith that we have to reach back in and say, "Uh uh-uh, no, no, Satan, uh uh-uh. You're not going to disturb my faith in a God that I know can do all things but fail. Either way, to make a long story short, because I got to get back into this study. He made it home safely. I had to go down there and and pick him up. He got uh, pepper sprayed, but he was all right. There was a lady that that took care of him and, 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 you know, came across his path. I'm still trying to find her because I want to thank her properly. But either way, either way, uh, God is a great God. God is an awesome God. But how do we trust God? How do we trust God? That's what I want to talk about today. How do we trust God in our everyday life? Here's here's a key. Here's a key that Paul, I mean, not Paul, but Peter. Peter instructed us in, in 1 Peter 5 and 7. He said, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Now, see, that's the first thing we got to understand. God cares for us. He cares about us. He cares about what we're going through. He cares about what we've seen, what we haven't seen, what we've expected. He cares about us. If if you trust somebody, you feel comfortable being honest with them about anything. You can just tell them anything. But we got to get to a point, saints, where we understand that God is more reliable than our most trustworthy friend. <laughs> that when things are difficult in our lives, he, he won't ask us to keep our feelings to ourselves. As a matter of fact, as Peter told us, he wants us. He wants us to tell him how we feel. Cast those anxieties upon him. Now, that don't mean that because you feel anxiety, you're wrong. He knows we're going to be anxious about some things. We're going to be anxious anxious in, in the sense of an emotion. Now, come on. Some of y'all theologians, don't try to whoop me up on that. He said, cast all your anxieties on him. That means take it to him. Tell him, this is how I feel. I know you care about me. I know you can turn this situation around. And in Psalms 56 and 8, it says, you keep track of all of my sorrows. You've collected my tears in your bottle. You have recorded each one in your book. Oh, he's keeping a record because he loves us. He loves us. He cares about us. And for us, we can show that we trust him by talking to him about our feelings and our circumstances by giving it over to him. Take it to God in prayer. The good things and the bad things, the hard things and the easy things. Take it to him. Don't let your emotions rule your life. Bring it to God and let him help you to address them. 
God's, he's not disappointed or frustrated by our struggles or, or the doubt that we have or the pain that we endure. He's not frustrated with that. He cares about us. He cares about us. We, we can trust him. We, we may not be able to trust man. Because they get irritated. They get frustrated sometimes when somebody is telling you to do something over and over and they're giving you wisdom and you're not listening. And even sometimes you get people who are so uh, uh, close-minded in their thinking that they think they know better for us than we know for ourselves. And if you don't follow their instruction to a T, then they get frustrated with you. God is not like that. When, when we trust God, we have to go to him. We have to go to his word. And we have to act in obedience. We have to respond in obedience. We, uh, as a family, we just started a Bible study. Which, by the way, I need to send out the, um, the scriptures that we're going to be focused on this Saturday. But anyway, we started a Bible study. And I was... I was... Uh, sharing with them as I you know learned myself that when you study the word of God you got to look at it from three places you got to you got to kind of break it down in three different areas you got to look at what God was saying at that time you got to kind of what is the context what is the contextual Meaning, you know, what was going on in that time? You know, what was God saying to His people? And it's all—it's many layers behind that, right? Because there may be some historic facts or circumstances that may cause the situation to be that way, and it may be, you know, some cultural things. But anyway, the main thing is what was God saying to His people at that time? And then we have to see what is God saying to us now. What is he saying to us right now? Me as an individual, as I'm studying his word, what is God saying? And finally, how will I respond? How will I respond? God is a a, a, a God who communicates. It's a back and forth communication. He's going to say something and we have to respond. How will we respond? So when you're going through those difficult times go before God and share with him your situation but get into his word and find solutions be obedient to what God is instructing you ultimately allow God to take care of your situation that you may find rest and what does rest look like Rest may not look like it may not come in the form of your situation resolved tomorrow. It may not come in the form of, uh, you know, a job found the next day. It may not come in the form of reconciliation of, of a wayward relationship. Rest may come in waiting on the Lord. Waiting on him and knowing that God, hey, I know you can do it. What do you desire for me to do while I'm waiting? Let me serve. 
Let me help others. Let me promote the kingdom. Let me be about my father's business while I'm waiting for him to turn my situation around. We don't have to be perfect in trusting God. He knows that we're not perfect. He knows that we have fears. He knows and understands that when we're going through, it's difficult for us to trust. Mark 14, uh, chapters 30. All right, all right. So my baby is here. So if y'all hear her in the background, (laughs) just know that she's anointed. She is anointed. All right. So what I was saying is that in Mark 14, 34 and 36, Jesus found himself overwhelmed and, and he was speaking to his disciples. And what he said to them was, he said, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. He was he was facing death, but he said, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. He said, stay here and keep watch. Going a little further, he fell to the ground and he prayed that if possible, the hour might pass for him. He said, Abba, Father, everything is possible for you. He said, take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but that your will be done. Jesus was overwhelmed with the task that was before him. Imagine, imagine being sent to bring salvation to the very people that took your life. He didn't didn't dismiss his emotions. He didn't pretend like he wasn't hurt. But he said, look, take, take this cup if it be your will. Not my will, but let your will be done. He was willing to do the will of the Father. But he acknowledged that he needed help. God cares for us. He pays attention to what we are going through and how we need to be comforted in that time. God will give us the strength that we need if we will trust in him in our hardship even when the outcome is unknown. Even when the outcome is unknown, we got to trust God when we're going through a situation or a circumstance, even when we don't know how it's going to end. Jesus knew his his fate and destiny. He knew how it was going to end, but he still asked God. He said, take this cup from me. Take this cup. So what do we do? What do we do? How do we learn? How do we practice trusting God? Now, a lot of people say practice make perfect, but I say practice makes permanent. You got to do it over and over and over and over again until it becomes a part of who you are. (laughs) You trying to snap your fingers. What do we do? We have to seek the scripture. 
We have to seek God through scripture. We have to seek his truth through the word of God. <laughs> she telling me that she want another one of these snacks. My baby eats these cauliflower snacks. Ain't that something? Instead of chips, her mama sends her cauliflower snacks. <laughs> so what do we do? We have to seek God through his truth, through his word. Get into the word of God. Don't uh, uh, be hesitant in breaking open the word. God knows and he knew that when we go through these challenging times, we need somewhere to go. When we, when we feel unsure and, and when we don't know how the situation is going to end, we need a place where we can go to, to just be refueled. And that place is his word because his word is unchanging. God is unchanging. The Bible records how God responds in difficult times. It helps us. It reminds us that he's trustworthy in whatever situation or circumstance we go through. We see example after example after example in in the scripture that will encourage us to know that if God did it for them, He can do it for us. And it doesn't matter where we are in our place of salvation or or where we feel that we are in salvation because in John 8 and 32, it tells us we can't earn our salvation anyway. It's unrealistic to think that we have to worry about is God going to answer us through his word because of some deeds or some things that we have done. The word of God reminds us that in our most difficult times that God will lead us and that he will be our strength in our time of weakness. Uh, excuse me. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. So, so now my baby she wants to get in stuff that she knows that she's not supposed to because she thinks Moa is a little distracted. Here. <laughs> Lay down. <laughs> All right. What else do we do? What else do we do? Be honest. Be honest. Confess your unbelief. Be honest. Ooh. My baby, she, she just clocked herself with her bottle. Okay, be careful, sweetie. All right, that's a big girl. Here, you want to lay on my pillow? Lay on my pillow. Lay back. There you go. Oh, she don't want to lay now. She don't trust it. She don't trust it. All right, be honest. Confess your unbelief. Allow God to remind you of who he is and what he has promised you by being honest with him. Tell him how you feel so that he can share with you how he feels. Let him know that you're struggling to trust him. 
Know that without a shadow of a doubt that God's character is good and trustworthy. Just, just, just start there and agree with him. God, I trust you. Even when I can't trace you. Like Job said. Even when I can't trace you, I trust you. You're not getting in that. Here. Play with your baby. <laughs> and uh, Mark 9 and 24, the word of God says, Immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe, help me to overcome my unbelief. And, and in this chapter, this man brought his son to Jesus for healing because he was possessed with a demon. And he asked Jesus to heal him. He said, if you can. He said, if you can. Because, see, sometimes if we ain't gone through this before and we ain't seen God move, and sometimes when we see him move, we still say, God, if you can. If you can, if you can do a thing, do it. But when he saw that his son had been healed, he said, I do believe. Help me. Help me to overcome my unbelief. He he believed, but it was difficult for him to believe. It was difficult. That's why he asked for help. Jesus didn't shun him. He didn't look to him and say, oh, you, you, didn't, you didn't trust that I could do it, so I ain't going to do it. And see, in his wisdom, he said, he said, help me overcome my unbelief. Sometimes we just got to ask God. We got to confess it, that these are the feelings that we are having and it's not lining up with your truth. And we got to ask him to help us with our unbelief. Say amen. Say amen, honey. We have to know that God is bigger than our circumstances. And confessing and humbling ourselves and asking for help is what he desires. He hears our requests and he answers them. And he wants us to grow in our faith. Amen. Amen. I'm preaching to Kaylin today. <laughs> I'm preaching to Kaylin. The other thing that you can do is, is share your concerns with the people around you. We feel like we're alone a lot of times. We feel like nobody can understand what we're going through. Find somebody. Take the time. Get a circle of friends, a, a common space of believers. Somebody who understands the God that we serve and share with them. Share with them what you're going through. Philemon 1 and 6, it says, I pray that your partnership with us in faith may be effective in deepening your understanding of every good thing we share for the sake of Christ. Paul was telling them, he was reminding them that it's important to partnership with friends, 
to get a greater understanding of God and his plan. We're going to get the same one you had. What did you do with it? You getting this all over my comforter. Here. You can have that one. You want that? <laughs> I knew you did. All right. He was reminding them, reminding them that it's okay to confess and share your concerns with those who are around you. That's how our faith builds up. Spend time with God. Remember God. When you find yourself in circumstances that are bigger than you, get in his presence. Get into his presence. A lot of times I like to listen to my gospel music. I don't listen to a lot of that new stuff. But that's just me. I, I really, I, I'm old, old school. I like to go way back. When I need to get into his presence, when I need to be ushered into his presence. And sometimes we got to be ushered. We're not just going to get there. Sometimes we got to carry. We're not just going to get there. Especially when you're going through a difficult time. Remember him. Spend time with him. Talk to him. And then look for stuff to be grateful for. Stop dwelling on the bad situation or the circumstance. Look for stuff to be grateful for. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. It says, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You preaching too? I'm, I'm, I'm teaching, she preaching. <laughs> Sometimes the good times get overshadowed, overshadowed by the complicated things that are going on in our lives, the difficulties. And, and we just focus on the difficult part of it instead of the good side, the good parts. Give thanks. Thank God for the things that he's doing, even in the midst of the fight, even in the midst of the trouble, even in tragedy. Give thanks. And then walk in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives, it dwells within us. The Holy Spirit is our helper. It's our confidant, it's our guide. Jesus knew he was gonna be killed. And he knew that his disciples, his followers were worried. He knew that they would feel scared and alone and he shared with them to give them comfort that the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit was the advocate the Holy Spirit whom the Father was going to send in his name will teach them all the things that they needed and remind them of everything that, that Jesus said to, to them let the Holy Spirit comfort you and remind you of God's truth When, when we go through difficult times, it's, it's, it's common for us to feel helpless and to worry about an unknown future and unknown circumstances and how God is going to figure it out and how he's going to fix it. 
you're not less of a Christian because you are worried when you don't see the big picture. But allow the Holy Spirit to walk you step by step through the situation. And finally, wait on the Lord. Wait on God. Wait on Him. Isaiah 40, 31, it says, They who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Ask God to renew your strength while you're waiting. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Psalms 34 and 17, When the righteous cried for help, the Lord hears and delivers them from all of their troubles. Wait on the Lord. He'll help you. He'll give you endurance. Just know that we're not in control, but God is. Thank God that he's bigger than our circumstances. Thank God that he hears us. And that he's faithful to answer. Don't allow your trust in God to falter when you're going through your most difficult time. That's what the enemy wants you to do. God is trustworthy. Even when we don't see that our prayers are answers or our problems are solved, God is trustworthy. Life may be unpredictable. But God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He will give us strength. So I want to encourage you to wait, to trust, and to remember that God loves you. You can trust him to sustain you, to provide for you, and to be with you even in the midst of your hardest situation. He promised that he'll be there in our hardest times in John 16 and 33. He promised that he will always be with us in Matthew 28 and 20. God is completely trustworthy. He's he's not asking us to trust him blindly. He wants us to learn to trust him as we get to know him, as we know him, as we learn him. Trust him through our personal difficulties. Spend time with him. Spend time exploring all aspects of his trustworthiness in the scripture. Get in the word. Get in the word. Understand what it means to, to, to know that all and all things God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose in Romans 8 and 28 when we find ourselves in times of doubt remember God's promises remember who he has always been and don't allow doubt and uncertainty to creep up and to overwhelm and overcome you Know that God is there for you. Now, Kaylin and I, we're going to pray. I'm so glad my help has come. Kaylin, you're going to minister to the people? 
You're going to minister to the people. What you got to say to them? Say, say, trust God. Tell them. Say, we trust God over here. We are God trusters. <laughs> she trying to reach for this phone. <laughs> yeah. Tell them. Tell them. Say, we trust God over here. Yes. Now let's pray. Let us pray. Father God. Father God, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we thank you and we bless you. We honor you for everyone under the sound of our voice. Everyone that has listened to this podcast, Lord God, we ask that you will increase their faith in you. We ask, Lord God, that you will increase their trust in you, God. Father God, we ask that you will bless them exceedingly abundantly above all that they can think or even imagine. Father God, we thank you now. We thank you for those who are going through difficult times, Lord God, that you will bring them out. We thank you, Jesus, that you will show up and show out in their lives, that the promises that you have given them will be made manifest. Father God, give them the strength that they need to endure and to go through. We thank you for these difficult times as it allows us to learn you and to grow closer to you, Lord God. We trust that you are going to bring us out at the appointed time. We thank you that you know the thoughts that you think towards us, thoughts of good and not evil, to give us an expected end. We come to a place of expectation, Lord God, and we ask, Lord God, that you will bless those, Lord Jesus, that are struggling in their faith to increase their faith in you, Lord God. Father God, I pray that this message was something that will encourage the hearts of those who are in despair. Father, we thank you now. We bless you now for every family member. Lord Jesus, we ask that you will touch every household, Lord God. We ask, Lord God, that you will bless, Lord Jesus, Father God, in their finances, in their health, Lord God, in their relationships, Lord God, on their jobs, Lord Jesus, Father God, in their communities, Lord God, in their households, Jesus. Bring peace, restoration, revival, prosperity, in Jesus' holy name. Now, Father God, we seal this prayer through our faith. And we ask, Lord God, that you will dispatch your angels to do that which you have commissioned them to do in each and every one of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. And amen. Amen. Yay. Amen. Every time I pray with my baby, I say, let us pray. And we put our heads together and we pray. Yes, 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 yes. Train them up. All right. I love you all. I pray that this was an encouragement to you. Have a blessed and a wonderful day. Love you. Bye-bye.